Is that an X? Is that an O? XO Sports Talk? Yeah, let's go. I got my swag, guys. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. To the left. To the left. I got my swag back. <laughs> I'm a swag bag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. Welcome back one more time to the hottest show in the land, Exo Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, May the 12th, 2022, and we got the whole band back together again. Let's go, fellas. What's up? What's up? What's going on, on, man? What's going on, Emerson? (laughs) I got my swag back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to get Aaron to bust a move. He he wasn't ready yet, man. I was trying to get him to roll with me, man, but he wasn't ready, man. But that's all right. That's all right. Next time. Next time. Um, I think you are a one-man show all by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm I'm like uh, the the robot. And to all our podcast listeners, please take a moment to go to YouTube to watch Emerson at the introduction of the show. Oh, man. This is real. Uh, This is not something that he says, I'm going to... I'm going to make this up and, and just and do this. No, this is really off the fly. We're in live time. Live oh, yeah. time. Huh? Oh. So yeah. I don't know what might happen. huh? <laughs> Malcolm, how are you tonight? Doing great. Blessed to be here. How's everybody doing today? Uh, that Dallas Cowboys schedule is scary, scary. No, it's all right. Ain't it scary? Scary. There's <laughs> a first place schedule, what it's supposed to be. They said it's the weakest schedule. Ooh. How do you get the weakest schedule if you have a first place schedule? So they're trying to count the division. They don't realize that Dallas wasn't the worst division last year. The worst two, the worst, there's two divisions worse than them. The AFC North. Mm-hmm. No, the NFC North. I said it wrong. NFC, NFC, yeah, NFC North, North. And the AFC, what was that? The AFC South. No, those no, I two. Just, I just wanted to say worst hi division. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you were going to go that long. I didn't know I was going either. <laughs> Harry, how are you hey. tonight? Hey, hey, what's going on, Aaron? Yeah. How you doing, man? I bet you're sitting at, this, sitting at the top of the bay in San Francisco. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. He's going <laughs> to float away. That's what he's going to do. He's going to slip away. Hey, hey, hey. Put him on my nine. brother, Brian. How's it going? Everything's good, man. It's the weekend. Put in that work. Now it's time for some ice cream. There you go. <laughs> hey, a little ice cream. Huh? There you go. Yep. Ah, That's it. Dairy Queen. Disco Dynamite from the Gong oh. Show. Emerson, how are you? Hey, buddy. Huh? You know, man. I'm ready, man. Let's go, man. There's some okay. hot sports stuff, stuff going on. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Let's get it popping, man. Uh, you know? Huh? Hey, Aaron, put the mic to your mouth so we can hear you better. 
Yeah. There you, you go. Gotta be closer. There you go. There you there go. go. How's that for closer? There oh, you go. Right. Right. Okay. All you got right. that wonderful yeah. expensive mic. Let's see. Stereo. Hmm? <laughs> 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 Moving right along. Terry, please tell me about the subscribe button. Yep. Well, first off, want to say hello to uh, Debbie Gamble, who's in the chat once again. Oh, Thank man. you for tuning oh, in. Man, that's what's up. Okay. Dab, dab, dab. Oh, hello. We're shouting you out. Yeah. What's up? She's <laughs> <laughs> part of the XO family, man. Yeah, you, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's a regular. She's yeah. been Tell on the show more than all of us. I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> But at this time, Exo Sports Talk would like to thank all our viewers for their support. We are currently streaming on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you are watching the show on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button, tap the notification bell, and click on the share button so your family and friends can watch the show as well. Feel free to join in on the live chat where you can post your comments or you can call in at 475 221 5006 to join in on the conversation. All right. All right. Nice. Hit that subscribe button. Emerson, yeah. NHL and MB- MLB update, please. Yes, sir. Aaron, I got that right here for you. Listen, we're calling it the road to the Stanley Cup. The road to the Stanley Cup. And you better get ready because I'm telling you, it's going down and it's hot right now. Listen, the Carolina Hurricanes, they lead the series um, with a 3-2 lead over the Boston Bruins right now. And that game is in progress right now. They're looking to close that series out so they can move on to the next round. Um, I'm telling you, that that series has been um, tough, gritty. Everybody's grinding because they know what's on the line. This is playoff hockey at its best. Now, listen, we're moving down to um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They lead their series over the defending champions, all right, Tampa Bay Lightning, and they're trying to close that series out. But I think Steve Stamkos, and um, he's one of the top um, – uh, they got another top defenseman um, in Hedman. They, they might have something to say about that, so be careful with that. I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning are just going to go away lightly. Listen, go New York, go New York. The New York Rangers, they scored three goals in less than three minutes. The hang on to try to extend this series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the Penguins captain also, um, Sidney Crosby, he's facing an injury right now, uh, upper chest injury, something, but he might give it a go because it's playoffs and everything goes. There's no tomorrow. Get out there, do what you got to do so you can help your team advance. The Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals, um, right now, that series is at 3 2. Um, it resumes on Friday night with Florida leading that series. Um, so stay, stay tuned. Washington is trying to stay alive right in that series because the Florida Panthers are trying to close it out. That's over in the Eastern Conference. Over in the Western Conference, listen, I'm telling you, the St. Louis Blues in the Minnesota Wild, they've been going at it. Jordan ben, um, Bennington, one of the top goalies in the league, um, he's holding it down for the Blues. They lead that series 3-2, and they're trying to close close those guys out. But guess who's waiting for them? The Colorado Avalanche, who swept their series. All right. Um, so be ready. Um, beware, because the Colorado Avalanche, they're making a statement. They went in that first round, and they swept. 
the LA Kings and Edmonton Oilers. You got the LA Kings, they're leading that series three to two right now, and they're looking for another closeout tonight. That game starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're up late tonight, you might want to tune into that. And listen, and also the Calgary Flames um, and the Dallas Stars. Um, the Cal- uh, Calgary uh, won yesterday. Um, they're over that series three to one right now. And that, that series resumes again on Friday. All right. So um, it's getting hot right now. It's getting hot right now. So the NHL is on fire. Listen, over to Major League Baseball. I want to send a shout out to Matt Scherzer. He had a 20 strikeout game. We haven't seen this since Roger Clemens did it twice back in 86 and in 96. And then Kerry Wood also did it in 98. And then we had the great Randy Johnson who did that same 20 strikeout game in 2001. Um, I'm telling you, Matt Scherzer put on a show. It was a, a hell of a, a exhi- uh, exhibition of pitching. Um, I always say, if you got good pitching, you got a great chance to have your team in the postseason and win it all. Also, the Houston Astros, one of the hottest teams um, right now in the, in the, in the league. They've um, won 10 consecutive games, and their pitching staff is just superb right now. So pitching, pitching, pitching. They've only allowed like two home runs in 90 innings. It's just crazy off the hook right now what they're doing with their pitching staff. So big up to the Houston Astros. Big up to Matt Scherzer. Keep up the good work. Also, those Brock's Bombers, they're, they're pretty hot right now. Uh, we'll see what they're doing. They got to pay their big boy his money because if not, you don't want him going over to the Mets. So I'm telling you, pay that man his money. You got a star there in New York. Also, the Dodgers are one of the hottest teams. They've been battling back and forth with a few injuries here and there early on, but I think they're going to turn things around. That's my team, the L.A. Dodgers. That's your news in the NHL and Major League Baseball this week. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Emerson. Yes, sir. Well, guys, I did you get a chance to see the Kentucky Derby? I saw that last exciting. round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exciting. Woo! Very exciting. Did you get a chance to bet any money? Nah, man, I should have, nope. man. I, oh, did I, bet $3. I, did. I bet $3. Yeah. $3. Don't tell me what I bet. $3. Just $3. And That's you know it, what? my friend. That's why I don't Only bet because $3. I was mad that I won. And I I get mad when I lose because I was oh, mad because man. I didn't bet enough. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, well, the congratulations to Rich Strike. That's the name of the horse. A late addition to the field. Listen. Rushed past the competition to win the Kentucky Derby. The 2022 Kentucky Derby. The guy that I was working with, John, said in his Razzy voice, Aaron, did you see the race? <laughs> I said, no, John, I didn't get a chance. Unbelievable. It was a phenomenal race. Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pointing. You see the horse in the back? Look at him move up to the front. <laughs> he passed the horse that I bet on. And he wins. <laughs> <laughs> I bet yep. you he was calling them all kind of names. He was calling them rich. He goes, yeah. <laughs> He goes, but my horse, I, I I put him for first, second, and third, so I, I got a little bit of money. But if I had put him on, if I had bet the whole thing, I could. You got the show on the place. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
But I didn't know when, what I was doing when he showed me how <laughs> literally the difficulty for that horse to come mm. from the backfield. Yes. And move up and then just take off. Boom. Oh, and win. That was incredible. Last, last leg. I was a stretch. Incredible. It was wow. incredible. Yeah. But he said and- something to me, guys. He said, after the horse race, they mm-hmm. usually get next to the other horse who either plays second or third, and that will calm the horse down. Because they started I guess fighting. They started fighting. He wow. wanted some yeah, more. Wow. He's like, get away see, from I me. I didn't see that part. Wow. Yeah, I heard about that. The horses that. started fighting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just amazing also because it was a replacement horse, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and just and 24 say, hours, you know, he wasn't even in, 24 hours before that race, he just got told that he was in the race. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Terry, what did you think of the race? Oh, man, it was, it was an exciting race, man. I mean, he basically run it won it down the last stretch of the race. Um, you know, it was, what was it? Like Emerson said, he, he was a re- replacement for a late scratch. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it was only about, I think they found out he was eligible to race like 30 minutes before the race was about to start. So, um, you know, it was exciting. Like John said, it was a very exciting race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know, Every the news media was kind of saying, you know, this is the first Kentucky Derby where they haven't had really any controversy, any questions arise about who won mm-hmm. stuff. But I did see something today where the jockey, um, Sonny Leone, he's on a four day uh suspension for yes. careless riding. So I guess oh, that's wow. when the uh, you know the way he maneuvers during a race could potentially put other um, riders and horses. Yeah. So, you know, that's just, you know, a little bit of controversy going on. And this is like his, I I guess, fifth time since last September um, getting suspended. So keep our Hmm. eye on that. Okay. Hmm. How could you, um, I'm going to give this to Malcolm. Terry just brought up the intensity of that horse, that jockey. What athlete would you compare to um, compare that into um, sports and football, baseball, or basketball? That aggressiveness. Mm. And I'm going to ask. Can I say more like a car race? The way he took the inside. Okay. Well, what kind of driver then? Would you say Dale Earnhardt Sr.? Junior, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He wasn't. Senior, senior, he wasn't. Yeah. Senior, senior was stayed more out front. Aggressive. Senior stayed out front. But, se- but senior was more aggressive in his early days. Yeah, but senior always was out front. He always had a great car and a great team. He always had a great so so. It was hard for him to yeah. win with yeah. when he came up front all the time. But junior had to work for his for the most part. You know. Yeah. So I'll say yeah. junior. You know, junior had to work for his. Mm-hmm. But that same horse is not going to be in a Preakness this week. They're saving him for the Belmont. You know, so he won't be traveling to Baltimore. He'll be, he'll be waiting to come back to New York for the big race. You know, I think it's a mile and a half, which is a longer race. My thing is that horse went from probably a $20,000 stud to a $2 million stud. So mm-hmm. he's saving them. He knows exactly what he's doing. Absolutely. Don't be surprised if he drops out of that race. 
if he drops out of that race too. They don't care about the Triple Crown. They won the Kentucky Derby, and he just turned into a $2 million horse. So they're going to take it for what it's worth, and they'll do whatever they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I ain't, I'm not mad at them, Mimi. No. Money is money. <laughs> just they business. Went from, they just went from, business. man, we ain't going to even get in this race to, man, we won the race. Yeah, yeah. Okay? yeah. Bro. 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 Moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello, mayor. Uh, <laughs> hello, mayor. Ever soon. Yes, sir. Hey, listen. I, I, I just, I'm like, like um, Terry said, you know, about the controversy because it always seemed to be some controversy. We know uh, Baffert, you know, his history, um, but just to see this horse um, and what he was able to do was just incredible. Um, being able to come in this race and. The notification time, like uh, I think Malcolm and uh, Brian said, um, 24, 25 minutes, 30 minutes before the race began. And like, mm-hmm. hey, get in there. You you are you are the horse of the day. You're gonna they gave him 24 hours, 24 hours. Um, about 24 hours. Okay. Um, you know, it was just amazing. And I, and I got a buddy of mine who actually bet on that horse, and <laughs> he was able to come off really good. So he's still <laughs> smiling right now. <laughs> Did he give you any money? He didn't give me nothing yet. I'm, I might ask him buddy. for it. You know, maybe I'll talk to him about that. <laughs> he's not your buddy. No money, but, uh, nobody. He came off really good. So um, it was just Did he good buy to your see. I, know, I, I understand there were a lot of other just Kentucky, Kentucky Derby parties that were being held within the local areas uh, right here in Connecticut. So um, I saw people there at those parties. They posted some things on social media. It looked like they were having a great time. So um I'm going to a Kentucky, Kentucky. I'm going to a yeah. Derby party this weekend. Oh, see, oh, you were at that. Right. You were at that party then. Okay. No, this weekend, this weekend. upcoming weekend. Oh, oh upcoming, upcoming weekend. weekend. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So listen, it's it's becoming a new, a new popular thing now, and uh, I'm just happy for the sport of uh, horse racing, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we got the. Pre- I would love to actually Belmont. see it. W- yeah. I'm sorry to cut you. I would love to see it in Lexington, Kentucky. I would love to go to the race. Mm-hmm. Just, just to see the atmosphere and mm-hmm. all of that, you know, just to be there with everything. Sure, sure. you know, that's sure. just awesome. Sure, major sports event. Yes, it yes. is. Brian, um, I, I, I haven't seen a horse run that fast since like the, the Black Stallion, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was just the way he came from see the back biscuit. of the pack. Yeah, <laughs> the back of the pack. He was just maneuvering. It was yeah. a wild race. Um. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I'm not going to say what platform. I don't want to give them no, no, uh, mm-hmm. no outlook. But yeah, I put three dollars <laughs> on it and I won. Put some money on it. Huh? Yeah. yeah, they ain't giving us nothing. Yeah, we can't put it on it. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the race, what I found kind of, I don't know if you want to call it funny or interesting. The horse won. They put the reef on the horse, and they give the jockey the bottle of water. I'm like the horse is the one that did all the work. He needs the water. (laughs) So it was just interesting. I just was laughing at that, but it was a great event. It was good. Well, congratulations, congratulations to the to Rich Strike. Yeah, Rich Strike, the owner team. Yeah, I I, owner team. To me, though, like 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 they said. It's the horse that's out there doing the work. He's the one doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Give me the water. Oh, I need the water. <laughs> yeah. Here's a reef around your neck. Eh, forget yeah. about that Gatorade. <laughs> you didn't see me just fight other, that other horse in the other stable. 
<laughs> bets all in. Bets all in. Get your bets in. Get your bets in. Guys, the NBA playoffs. Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns. Malcolm. Great game. I tell you, Luca. Oh, my God. He's a truth. You know when he becomes a good player is when he distributes the ball and he doesn't look to do his fadeaway all the time. When he gets that that the Finney guy into it, and we know Brunson's a baller, you know. Yeah. When he get when he gets those guys into the game and him not looking to shoot his shot all the time or force his shot, his shot's gonna come. You know, when he lets the game come to him, he's even better. He's a better facilitator than anything out there. You know, my thing is that's when they play great defense and that's when they all get up. See, when the whole team's into it, then the whole team wants to win. You know, if they're sitting there watching Lucas shoot all the day, it's hard. But you know. Uh, Golden State's just a piece. I mean, they're young, they're up and coming. They're gonna, they're gonna make some, they're gonna make their noise. To me, you know, it's just a great series. I want to go seven. I don't care. I want to go seven. Mm. Mm. Terry, uh, it's it's a good series. I, I like to say that Phoenix, um, it's gonna close it out. Close, yeah, close yeah. it out yeah. in six, but. Um, like Malcolm said, Luca is the wild card, man. And the thing is, right, if he starts hitting those step back threes and get into the rim and scoring, then that opens up everything for his teammates, mm-hmm. you know, Brunson, Philly and those guys, you know, then he's kicking it out to them for open threes. Yep. And that's when the Suns could find themselves in trouble. You know, I, I, I say this one is going to go seven and the Suns close it out, but Luca could, he could turn the game, his series right around if he gets hot. You know, he's the wild card in this. So, but I, I think Suns close it out at home, game seven. I said Golden State. I meant to say Phoenix. I know. Golden yeah. State. Oh, we, well, know, we, we know. We know what you said. Yeah. You said <laughs> That's all right, you Malcolm. You had a, you had a moment like me. Yeah. <laughs> Emerson. Listen, what Luca's been able to do here in the NBA over these last few years at the age of 23 is just super, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm just so happy to, to see um, what he's been able to do um, for the Dallas Mavericks, um, making that, that team still relevant. Um, there's not a lot of superstars on that team. It's him and some, some re- very good role players. And he's able to go toe-to-toe with one of the top teams in the NBA. Um, we, we thought, um, the Suns might sweep them. Um, we, mm. we I think we had that conversation on the yeah, show, yeah. but yes, now they're did. making it a series and they're letting like Phoenix know, Hey, you know, um, we're not going down easy. So you're, you're going to have to play. So if Phoenix was looking towards the next series, they better stop and analyze everything and think about, we got a tough team in front of us. That's just not going to lay down and let us take it from us. Luka Dantas is amazing. Um, but I, like you guys said, I think Chris Paul and those guys will be able to close things out because um, that Devin Booker kid, he's amazing. Yes. Yep. Brian. And I, I think the Suns will close this out. Um, but they, they don't want to get lackadaisical uh, because if they goes to a game seven, anything can happen. And Luka can make anything happen. And yes. CP, he carried him one game. You can't expect him to do it every game, not at that age, not where he is in his career. It's time for the young studs to kind of just pick up the slack and uh, bring it home. And uh, as Malcolm mentioned, uh, the team 
Dallas is better when the ball moves around instead of Luca just pounding it around and getting his shot and giving it off at the last minute for Smiles to shoot it with a couple of seconds on the shot clock. But with the ball movement, they're tough to defend. Oh, this is going to be interesting if, to see what happens. Will Luca be able to pull the Mavericks out? <laughs> or will Chris Paul say, see you later? Next series, we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Emerson. What a series. What a series. I'm, I'm telling you, the Celtics have shown Celtic pride. Um, they remind me of those good old um, Celtic teams from the 80s when they had Bird and McKell and uh, Robert Parrish and uh, go easy, go easy, um, go easy. I mean, listen, man, <laughs> listen, man. They, they, they are just showing some resiliency here against the, you know, one of the t- top tier teams here uh, with Giannis and um, the team he's carrying. Now, um, we, we have to give Giannis his props and give him his credit because he's showing the true all-star that he is. He's showing the true MVP that he is. Um, but the Celtics, um, they lost a tough game the other night. That was a tough loss. That was a tough loss. Um, I think um, I'm going to go with Milwaukee to close out that series. Um, I think um, the Celtics are going to give them everything that they have in the tank, but I'm looking for Milwaukee to close out that, that series right now. Um, especially they, they have some other pieces back now. Um, so I like Milwaukee to close that series. up. Mm-hmm. Teddy. Uh, just, too many blown opportunities by the Celtics, in my mm. opinion. They should have won game three. Mm-hmm. They blew another uh, opportunity um, in game five. You know, and again, it's it's just not getting into good sets, taking ill-advised three-pointers. Um, Brian talk, mentioned last week about Minnesota needing a point guard like Chris Paul to get them into sets and settle them down when another team makes a run. In my opinion, if the Celtics had a, a point guard like Chris Paul, they'd be mm-hmm. waiting right. They'd be at home right now waiting on the winner of the Sixers in the Heat. But you know, Tatum and Brown are still young, still a, they're a young tandem. Um, and like many teams, many championships or championship teams in the league, you got to go through those heart heartaches and heartbreaks, and yep. before you get to the promised land. So I, I see. Um, Milwaukee closing this out next game. Um, I don't think it's going to go a game seven. Milwaukee's a veteran team, and they know they got it. They're going to take care of business, and close it out. Mm-hmm. Malcolm, ah, loving basketball, like it says behind me. Um, man, I tell you, Tatum and Brown are an awesome duo. Mm-hmm. The key to mm-hmm. them was getting Hawford back this year. Al Hawford is balling, and he showed Giannis that you're not going to be pushing me around and dunking on me and pointing <laughs> to my face and staring at me. He's a baller. Oh, yeah. The key is, they to me, they're still young and fresh, so they don't know how to win yet. And don't forget, Milwaukee's doing this without Middleton. Yeah. When Middleton come back, they're really a problem. I'm hoping he makes it back soon, you know, because I just like the guy's pull-up, man. He's just a, a decent player, you know. So, I mean, you got to knock off the defending champs. So, the key is you're gonna have to play hardball. Bring your hard at with it too. So, 
Mm. All right. Brian. Um, I'm hoping Boston win. I, I want Boston to win. Um, I like the team. I don't know if they will win. The Bucks got to give them credit, man. They're resilient. They're tough. They're grit. And it stemmed right off of Giannis, the way his, his approach to the game. He'll shoot three air balls in a row, and he'll shoot another one and make it. But his confidence doesn't waver at all, man. So you got to give them credit for that. Boston, if they do lose this series, they're going to look back. And this was a couple of games, as Terry mentioned. But this was an opportunity for them to really, I think they could go very deep into winning a championship because I think they can compete with anybody on the West. Yes. So if they look back at this, this is going to be something that may haunt them if they lose this series. And as Malcolm was saying about or being a champion. And I remember something my dad told me when we used to watch boxing when I was younger, he was like, champions don't lose fights by split decisions. You got to knock them out. And that's what Boston needs to know. They, they got to come in there and play 48 minutes, not 45. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see Boston beating Milwaukee. So maybe at the end of the season, Boston could try to get Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Didn't they have him already? Yes, they did. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. See how that worked blow, out. Man. That's a little yeah. blow. That shit sailed. Drive his car in Boston. Yeah. Not the way he put no fingers to the fans. Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. Woo. Malcolm. Uh, back to the Warriors. The Warriors are a great <laughs> team. I mean, it's sad that Ja, you know, bruises his knee, and he's just an electric player. We love to see him play. I mean, he's he's just so electric. But they played great without him. They blew the Golden State out by 39 without oh, Ja. Out. They moved that ball around. Jaron Jack, oh, man, he, he balled out. He balled out. And Bain is balling, like I told you before. Bain is the X factor. If he's hitting mm-hmm. them threes, yeah. hit it, man. You can't count for that. You count for everybody else. And, Brooke, well, Dylan Brooks is back, and Brooks plays good defense, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're a good team, and they're still learning how to win, too. Yep. They're still a new team trying to learn how to win. So let's hope Ja gets better and somehow come back. They say he might not be back for the series, but I'm hoping mm-hmm. he does. I love seeing him play. Mm-hmm. Terry. Um, wait, hold on. Whip that trick. Whip that <laughs> trick. <laughs> oh, man. See that coming. <laughs> That's exactly what the Grizzlies did to the Warriors last night, man. Um, like Malcolm said, I mean, they beat them by 39. Uh, I was very surprised. But believe it or not, I think this is what um, Steve Kerr and the Warriors needed. This is, it's a wake-up call. Um, to them, letting them know that even though they're the most talented team in the league, they still have to come in and punch the clock like every other team in the league and go to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think for Steve Kerr, um, it's good because trust me, when a when a veteran team loses like that, um, with the championship pedigree that the Warriors have, he doesn't have to say a word to motivate them. I expect the Warriors, um, to, from here on out, not only the next game but every other series they play in or every other game, they're going to be playing at a high level. 
So maybe it was just a wake-up call that they needed. I'm really sad that Jaws not playing in the series because this this had the makings of yeah definitely some definitely game seven, but just back and forth mm-hmm. um, thrillers, you know. So, but I think Golden State's gonna close it out. Okay, mm-hmm. Emerson. Well, I want to. I just want to back up. Um, to game one of this series when I thought the Memphis Grizzlies had a chance to steal that game, which was yeah. a very important game. Yep. They, they could have won that game. I mean, they had them. They had them came down to the last second. I know. Um, I think we would be talking, having a whole different conversation right now. Um, I'm seeing flashes of Clay Thompson, and I'm not, I don't know if I see the Clay Thompson that I'm, I'm used to seeing. Um, I don't know if he's all the way back yet. Maybe somebody has a different opinion of that. Um, but I'm waiting to see that Clay Thompson that we know, the the defender, the shooter, that 3 and D guy. Um, so if we're not careful, Golden State, you could um, get a surprise, a very big surprise. In this Memphis Grizzlies team, they're hard-nosed. As Malcolm alluded to some t- um, in some of our other podcast shows, um, how – Memphis was has been winning without Ja when Ja was hurt earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he's a great player and we know he, what he brings to the table, but we saw them go on like a what 10, 12, 13 game win streak. 17, bro. Ja, like 17, yeah. you know, <laughs> earlier in the season. I think they still have that same confidence and we're seeing it displayed right now. So I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies surprising the Golden State Warriors and winning this series, even without Ja Morant. Mm. Well, that sounds like <laughs> eighty to one odds. Put some money on yeah. that. I want to put some on that. Rich Strike on it. You saw Rich Strike win the Kentucky Derby. Ooh. Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah, but I, the next I never strike. saw Rich Strike dribble a basketball and hit That's a three. That's all right. <laughs> you, you're going to see this team play a conservative effort and win it, pull this series out. Mm. Big call. Yeah, well, big call. Put some big money on that. Let's see you next week. Go. I lost my swag. No, nah, uh, what they got to do is uh, get get Draymond Green kicked out of the game, and that's probably going to happen the next game. Um, you know, he'll get thrown out of the game or something. They'll be able to do what they need to do. <laughs> well, we'll see. He's a head case. Uh, right now, the Grizz are playing with house money. They can just, yes. you know, let the hair down. Yes. No jaw. Nobody expect them to win. So they can just go play ball freely. All the pressure is pretty much on Golden State. But them being a team that's been there before, you think they will act accordingly. They will get their stuff together. Uh, that last game, they just looked like they got off a red red eye flight, and they was not. They was flying coach or something because yeah. they just looked tired and flat. So I, I don't expect that again. I think when they get home, crowd they'll feed off that, and I think that'd be enough to bring them home and uh, solidify a win for that. But. Hats off to the Grizz, just the way they play, man. They they are tough, yeah. man. Yeah. Wish Ja didn't go out because I would like to see how this really would have turned out. Yeah, yeah. Hey B, yo, you said they they flew coach there like they was had a red eye with a thirty nine point loss. They be taking a bus back home. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be flying the first class. Mm-hmm. Take, take a bus back home. Yeah. <laughs> no snacks. Definitely, it was awful. Yeah. A little bit of peanuts on the bus. <laughs> no snacks. <laughs> oh, boy. Philadelphia 76ers, Miami Heat. 
Terry. I, I don't want to take anything away from Doc Rivers in this series um, because he did coach the Sixers to two wins in this series. Um, you know, with an Embiid that's not 100, with Joel Embiid, that's not 100%. Uh, but I do feel like Coach Spolstra and the Heat, figured, they figured out what they need to do or needed to do against the 76ers defensively. And that is surround and harass Joel Embiid whenever he touches the ball. Yeah. Um, right now, the Heat have said to themselves that James Harden alone is not enough for Philly to beat them. Yeah. So... Um, I just think that right now an all-star James Harden is not good enough for Philly. They need a superstar James Harden from about five years ago um, to play for this team. And right now I'm not sure if we're going to see that again. So um, I believe last I checked Miami was up and it's looking like they're going to close out. But we'll have to update you next week on that. But I think Philly, uh, Miami will close this series out um, tonight. Malcolm, uh, brother T, you're more than likely right. I, I am not a big Doc fan, but I can't blame him for this series. And Embiid is balling at about you know sixty, sixty or seventy percent. And Embiid is playing ball, like you said. Spolsters did his homework. You know what to do and what to stop. They don't have enough firepower on uh, Philly to uh, do it because those guys, they got the bench ain't helping. If it ain't Embiid, the bench just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, the kid, Maxie, am I saying it right? Yeah. 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 He, 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 he's a truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. He plays, he comes to play every game, but they don't have enough. They don't have enough. It's just, like you said, it's more than likely, the Heat will close them out and move on to the next series. Emerson. Yeah. Well, um, and I have to agree with the rest of the panel here about Miami closing out Philly. Um, the James Harden, um, he's just not the James Harden that we know of four or five years ago. And um, as we say, you know, Father Time, he's undefeated. If hey. we want to say it's Father Time, if we want to say it's not um, James Harden's offseason commitment, I know Brian had said something about that in another one of our shows, um, his commitment in the offseason. Um, he always just feels like I can just come in and play my way into shape. And no, that's not how it goes anymore, Mr. Harden. You have to come in ready. You have to stay ready and you have to be ready. So right now, it looks like Philly's going to take an early es- exit right now. Um, you can probably see some major changes with them in the offseason. Possibly Doc Rivers losing his job. Man, why are you so hard on Doc? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Doc has lost many 3-1 series leads. And, you know. This ain't a 3-1 lead. I know, but he just, you know, he's he's starting to come up on that loser scale too much. Did Doc me, take so. your bike from you when you were a little kid? No, or man. <laughs> I like Doc as a, as a person. No, man. I, I like Doc. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Didn't sign your basketball? Come on. No, he's a great guy. Okay. <laughs> move, him up to the, move him up to the front office. Brian. Miami is uh, up by, just a quick update, Miami is up by 14. One minute left in the fourth quarter. It's all over. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. It's all over. One, uh, 11, two, three. 11 now. It's all over. Well, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of questions in the offseason. What do they do with James Harding? 
And like I said before, will you see LeBron in Philadelphia? Ah, oh, no. yeah. And I wasn't going to say no, but since T said it out there and Harden had, I believe it was either 11 or 14 points, one of the two in a closeout game, elimination game, I should say. And my question would be is I'm not giving him a max deal. There's no way in hell I'm going to give him four or five years. No. Save that money for Maxi. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. And I will That's tell it. Harden to I double dare you to opt out. And say, uh, see you later. Thank I you. Double dare you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, I wasn't going to say, and yeah, it doesn't look good. And Doc, uh, he may not be a doctor anymore. He may be yeah, something else. <laughs> Another profession. You better get help from Nick Nurse. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, I just want to say, but guys, uh, I'm going to give this throw this at Terry because I already know what Emerson is going to say. Oh, man. Do you really blame this on Doc Rivers? That, um, I mean, ahead. nobody's not looking at the general manager. He, what? Um, yeah. General manager ain't coaching. He, General manager is the one that the general manager um, gives you the players. So, so you brought James Harden, who was with the Nets, and he was out of shape then. You had you kept Simmons on the team all season. He couldn't shoot, and why did they didn't want to shoot? Why did they keep him? They should have got rid of him from the beginning. I don't think nobody was giving them anything for him. Yeah. They had to match that big contract. They had to match big contract for big contract. It was hard to move yeah. in. It was I, hard I, to move. I'll just say somebody's got to be the scapegoat, and it yep. won't be the general manager because you have no. Ben Simmons on your team, and yep. he wasn't playing for you. And so if you're the general manager, you say, I moved him. I got you a player that can score the basketball, can shoot mm-hmm. better than Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. but – it's going to fall on Doc. He didn't put yeah. it together. Okay, it's going to fall on Doc. Just said right fired. There, I'll say it like this. The general manager gave Doc Rivers a car that had an oil leak. The back axle was slipping. But all in all, Doc, it looks like a pretty good car. And Harden was a hamburger helper. Let me just let me just say this, Malcolm, and, uh, and I'll get out the way. You you're out of you're out of Brooklyn. Now you're with the now you're with the 76ers. You put no effort, none whatsoever, to get your fat butt in shape. As the head coach, and you know, for me, I can take Doc Rivers, I can take him or leave him. But Harden brought his fat butt there to the 76ers and never tried to get in shape. So you gave me somebody who was basically a crapshoot. That's all I got to say on it. Can you on. dig it? Hey, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this, brother. You used the car analogy when you should have used a chef analogy. You said you asked for a steak, but you got a hamburger helper. You know what I'm saying? You got chopped meat. 
You got chopped meat. That's what you got. You got chuck. You got chuck. You wanted prime rib, but you got chuck. Yeah, but that's what you should have said. The you problem. went from a car leaking oil to a hamburger helper. That's what I'm trying to. Yo, see, the thing is, Malcolm, I don't go. I don't eat steak. So yo, let me ask you guys, yo, was that the worst trade between two all stars or superstars? Um, neither yes. one of them made the playoff. Neither one of them really played well. That that might wait a minute. Wait wrong. a minute. The next made the playoffs. You mean the final? You mean the oh, finals? I'm saying the finals. Yeah, the finals. Because oh, oh, okay. they both have predictions of going to the finals. I, yeah. yeah. I, if I'm the Nets, I would have never traded for um, Simmons. And if I was the 76ers, I would have never traded for Harden. I think that's the worst trade between two stars ever. I think, mm. to me. I can't think Ooh, of anything. Right. Yeah. In their prime, or it, it, it was called bad to worse. <laughs> was that trade called from bad, bad to worse? Bad to worse. Yeah, uh, I yeah. can't. I can't say that yet because I need to see Ben Simmons on the court. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will you, we see him on the? court? I will say this, like you said. Yeah, back surgery. He had back surgery. Just remember that, that. Yeah, the expectations for both teams this year was very high. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. This, the season for both teams was a failure. Yeah. You know, very much so. And the trade was, yeah, useless and, for both. And here's the kicker the Brooklyn Nets knew they were getting a, a player with a bad back. But did nobody heard nothing about that. How they did he just, pass yeah, the how physical? How did he pass the physical? Exactly. He, yeah. They just wanted to get rid of Harden. Adios. But, There's a lot of stuff. As they say in pro- professional sports, we don't get to know about that ownership or- organizations know about that they don't share to the public mm. because it's very rare that you once you take a physical, you got a guy with a bad back and the owner's saying, I don't care. Give me this guy. I just want to get this guy Harden out of here. Yeah, they were going to lose him for nothing because Harden was gone. Harden, but, Harden would have been gone for nothing, so they had to trade for something. But usually, Malcolm, when you have a player coming in with a bad back, you don't pick up that contract. You hey, tell them, you tell them this, you. this is damaged goods. Yeah, nope, that's a long contract for bad oh, back. Man, mm-hmm. Bill Walton had bad knees. They signed him. Man. Bad feet. Yeah, all of that. Bad everything. <laughs> you know. Well, since oh. we're down there in Miami. <laughs> I, yeah, I, was, I was just completely wow about it. But then I said, you know what? I'm not surprised. Uh, Mr. Oh, Harden had 11 points. Fox oh, that's not crazy. 11, 11 points of, um, in, a closeout, in a closeout game. Of Brady's deal. But the New York Post reported that the seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback has agreed to a 10-year, $375 million contract. The so most lucrative in sports broadcasting history. I'd say. Now, I'm going to start this one off with Malcolm in the middle. Well, you have given Brady's, Brady's Mr. Brady, Brady that 10 million. I mean, 10 years for 375 million. I'd have gave him about a two year deal. See how he work out. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what he can do. He can throw the ball. He may know the game. Like I said, let's see how he is as an analyst. You don't give him a big money until he until he proves himself. So 
it is what it is. Hey, he's Brady. So I don't know what to say. Uh, hey, get your money, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emerson. Um, I don't think I would have given him this um this contract um for that that long, um, especially with that amount of money. We've never seen Brady in that in this capacity. Uh, we know he knows sports. We know he knows football. We know he's a uh, seven-time pro um, um, world Super Bowl champion. Um, um, so I, I just don't understand where they they get the idea that he can just automatically go into a booth. Um, this is a whole different um, arena for him to go into. Um, these guys that are in those booths, those guys take time. Um, and it's a craft. <laughs> it's an absolute craft. Um, the great Marv Albert, he's one of the best. He's never played yes! any. He's never played sports <laughs> that yeah, that I know of. But, he's um, never laced up his sneakers that I know of. But, but Marv is one of the. I'm sorry. Marv is the broadcaster. Right. I, I mean, I'm not, just I'm just using that in the same yeah. compound, you know. Here, um, so Brady coming into this um, fold, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but I don't think I would have given them that deal. Mm. Terry. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a heck of a deal. I mean, hats off to Brady's agent for mm-hmm. um, working that deal with the years and the numbers. Um, to me, this is a, a strategic move by Fox. I mean, they're hoping they, that they could capitalize off of Brady's popularity one Sure. And then two, his knowledge of the game and being able to recognize both offensive and defensive sets that teams will run during games, much much like the same way um, Tony Romo does for CBS when he's in yeah. the booth. So, I mean, and I can already see it, right? Um, mm-hmm. I know Fox does NFC games, but you you can almost guarantee when there's an NFC team playing the Patriots, you know he's going to be calling that game. So oh, this yeah. is just, you know, I mean, it, right now, you know, again, we have to see how he does in the booth. Um, but it could be it could be a win-win for Fox, but we just have to wait and see because he's still playing football. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian. Hey, don't forget Fox lost two of the top uh, football guys, and yep. Aikman and um, mm-hmm. Joe Buck, Joe the we're Statue gonna, Buck. We're going to bring that up in the next segment. Oh, um, Brian. Yeah. Um, kudos for him getting his money. Um, I, I, I don't see how they came up with that figure for, I honestly, I, I don't even know his personality. I only seen him do like a couple of interviews. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes he's mad and walk you off. Gotta, Sometimes you he don't do it. Connect with an audience. Yeah. Right? And I don't so know if- for him to get that amount for not really, I, I couldn't tell you how he'll do. I have no clue. I just see him do his interviews, and sometimes he's mad, sometimes he's happy. Mm. And it's it. Well, you have Al Michaels and um, Carter Collins. Collins. Chris Collins. Yep. You have Jim Nance and um, Romo. Romo. Yep. You have Joe Buck. Aikman and Aikman. Yep. Out of those guys, who's the dullest? Who's the most boring? Boring? Uh, 
I'm going to start with Terry. Um, give it I to don't me like quick. that. Con- I don't like that Collinsworth tandem. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Malcolm. <laughs> Collinsworth all day. Yeah, he didn't have to say it. I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Emerson. Yeah, I probably have to go with the Collinsworth. Okay. Um, Brian. Yeah, make it a trifecta. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so too. <laughs> Get my, my, my gambling mojo working now. Now, this is going to be some quick questions for you guys. A quick question for you guys. Do you think Joe Buck and Troy Aikman made a bad decision going to Monday Night Football? Terry. Um, No. And from what I've read, it looks like Aikman, they really didn't. Well, Aikman didn't have a choice. I don't think um, Fox wanted him back. So, or he got the best deal from ESPN. So he went with that. Um, And I know Joe Buck, it's just that familiar, you know, he could have stayed, but I think you get familiar with somebody, you know, like Mm -hmm. familiar with you guys can't see myself doing a show with, any other uh, team. So he went with what he knows, man. And, you get a sponsor you know, with a soap deodorant, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he just didn't, he, he just, he liked what he had in Troy. So, you know, why not join him? Keep, keep the ball rolling. Basically. Malcolm. Man, you got to go get that bag. I don't care. In broadcasting. That was that that move was a good move for them, and it's and it's prime time every week. So yep. you know, although Monday night ain't what it used to be because of Sunday night and Thursday night, mm-hmm. you know, so they it all exclusive as it used to be. But the key is they're still getting a bag. That's all that count. Go get the money, man. As simple as that. I mean, the tandem they're good tandem together, and Joe Buck, like I said, Joe Buck know what side his bread is buttered on. <laughs> yeah and and believe it or not he i he might be able to slip in a little extra money baseball over there and by the way that's right i'll tell that's you right true. now if they send me a, a bag like that i'm leaving y'all in a heartbeat i'm grabbing a bag and run we need that bleep button man off with that brown bag um it was you know it's it's done personal it's just business um you know Opportunities present themselves. Sometimes you have to capitalize them. They, they were able to capitalize on this opportunity. Um, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak up for uh, one of my favorites um, that I hope he gets a nice big time job one day is Dan Orlowski. Okay, I wish we could just black you out oh, right now. That's my uh, It's a guy. I wish I had a no, no, button. No, he's a not biased at all. He's that guy. Piper Jr. I man, want right him. Here. Yo, man, I hope he gets the opportunity. No, we don't. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm talking about just moving right along. Yeah. Brian. <laughs> oh, Kyber. Oh, my goodness. Dan, man. I'm rooting for you, Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is, Monday night is good, man. Monday night. And actually, as Malcolm was saying, it kind of lost a little bit of thunder with, you know, all the other games on during the week. But 
I think it's going to be coming back in a big way because now you got so many good teams. Even the teams that used to be bad, they got good players on them that you want to see. And, you know, yeah. people are going to watch football regardless. But yes, I think Monday is a good move. If he had to do it. He had to do it. There's no harm yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Well, for for me, I'm going to put both of them like this. I think Troy, um, not Troy Aikman, but Tom Brady tested first with Fox Sports. And sometimes what they will do is they will put you with the broadcaster and they will go through certain footage of football games and see how you guys on, on how they work together. Mm-hmm. I think Fox did that with Brady. And they said, you know what? This can work. We can put them there. Fox already has the big ratings because they they have majority most of the time the best games people want to watch. Mm-hmm. So Troy Aikman to me was the second dullest guy. I agree <laughs> with you guys, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, I was gonna was say boring, that. But I would say the next one would be Troy Aikman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, with Brady's knowledge for me. With Brady's knowledge, and if Brady is just a little bit less dull than Troy Aikman, he's going to be all right. And nobody's not going to think about the money that he's making. I think Joe Buck and Brady, I mean, not Brady, Joe Buck and Aikman made a mistake going to ESPN. Wow. I don't think they had a choice. I don't think Aikman had a choice. choice. Yeah, I I know, but I know they didn't have a choice. But saying this, they're going to feel the pain because now you don't you you don't get all the quality games. Then you've got on ESPN on Monday Night Football. Hear me out. Think they can hear me out on ESPN two. You now got. The two brothers, the Mannings. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. And people are watching those guys. That's pretty good. On Monday Night Football. Could you so imagine? Yeah. He could have got. You're taking viewers away from the Monday Night Football game and saying, forget the game. Go watch the entertainment of the, the Mannings and see who they got on their show. That's insane. Yeah, true, but. but- Aikman got really five years, ninety million. Yeah, to give to another. Well, I, I see that Manning show. It, it's a little depth on the X and O's, but if you're dar, if you're a diehard football fan, you you'll exactly. watch it for a little bit, but I you're can, going back to the I game. I can wait and watch the Manning brothers. Yeah, yeah. especially if yeah. it's a if it's a, a um, premier game. But on Monday night. I can but wait and watch the retired it Manning is. brothers. It is the, funny. It's the good. Show is growing. Oh yeah while you're playing a football game. But I, I think, um, you know, good luck to um, Troy Aikman and um, Joe Buck on Monday Night Football because um, nobody hasn't lost there in a while. Yeah, well, they ain't going. Monday Night Football ain't going nowhere. Yeah, ain't going nowhere. So, they have a cheap package, and it, it works out good for them. Uh, well, how much money do you think Troy Aikman can? I'm not Troy night. Aikman. Peyton Manning could have got that. He could have got big money. Yeah, I is. think it's the thing with with what we look at. We look at them there on Sunday or on Monday night, but it's the work that you have to do leading up to the show. You got to go 
in, do an interview with the guys, ask them questions. So there's a lot more homework that you have to do to prepare for the show. Mm, for the Mannings, what they have to do is, hey, let's have some fun. They already know the X and O's and they're clowning around. So they're having a good time and they're still getting money. And they don't have no to travel on them. Yeah. Dan Orlowski. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. we'll, yeah, save, that one for, we'll yeah. save that one for a day where that is about five <laughs> foot of snow uh, <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> the one who said the quarterback from North Carolina was the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Uh, he went like fifth round. <laughs> never to be seen again. And Orlowski yeah. said that? Yeah. He's a dude. Nah, man, he's a, yeah, I love the way he breaks down the film, man. Yeah. He, he breaks down film yeah. real good. Well, I hope he's watching, and I hope he gives you a cookie. He broke uh, down on Carson. For you, Listen, I can be broken down, but can't break it down on Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. <laughs> My God, you can't say he's – you got 15, 50 people telling you he stink. Oh, Carson Wentz is a good player. He's an MVP. Yeah. Well, wait, he can't he even did, he, wait, wait, he did pump up Matt Stafford, though. Oh, that Matt was hard. Stafford. Uh, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, you only come put on him now. on a team with about fifty all stars. Yeah, oh, yeah. Come on, that was hard. Oh, this, boy. this is this is a classic fifteenth round fight. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. Dan, 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 Dan. We're rooting for you, Dan. Yeah, no, we're not. No, we're not. Remember, he went to UConn. He didn't go to Harvard. Uh, <laughs> he got drafted by the that Detroit Lions. Anything bad about man. UConn? Because my wife went to UConn. Don't let her hear that. All right. How many years did he play? Did he play two years? No, Dan. He was around he, for about. He was two. for the Lions. He was a backer for about five or ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. For the Lions. How long was he with the, the Lions? With the Lions, he started bounced around a little bit, but yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I like Moving watching right him, along. T, yeah. please help me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, before we end the show tonight, want to give a shout out to why in the chat he's in the in the chat saying let's go heat um oh so right, yeah What's we up, seen heat, yeah. Yeah, yeah congratulations to the heat for closing it out um so let's see what they do in the next round yeah and um we just want to thank everybody for tuning in um debbie thanks for tuning in again putting up with us thank you deb yep and um <laughs> just be sure to hands out there be sure to tune in next week um, we're going to have some good stuff to talk about as always. So thanks. Thank you, everybody. And have a good night. Yep. And shout out good to night, our fans in Philippines, Guam, uh, Canada, in. Russia, yeah. Russia. Yeah. yeah. Russia. Wherever you're coming from. Thank Wherever you. You're coming from. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, again. <laughs> Leave some comments. Let us know how we can improve the show. Canada, yes, indeed. Philippines. Thank you. <laughs> and now folks we say good night to all of our fans good night everybody we'll see you next week <laughs> right here live on exo sports huh that's it that's all, all we can, got all i can say to the listeners out there i'm sorry that's all he got that's all he got, all got. you know what it is fellas one, two, three. It's all over. I'm going in the kitchen and get something to drink. You want something? Hit, just get us off the air. Mel Kuyper Jr. <laughs> oh, you Olofsky. can't make this up. Olofsky. Oh, man. <laughs>